Today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1 with Opel. German engineering that's future ready and simply electric. Claire, Luke O'Neill, Professor at the School of Biochemistry and Immunology at Trinity College Dublin. Good morning to you. Good morning, Claire. How's it going? Good. We're going to talk about Omicron and boosters in a moment. But you have COVID, I understand. I have. Yes, sadly, yes. I, I managed to pick it up off a close contact. How are you feeling? Last week. I'm, I'm pretty good, actually. Yes, yeah, a slight cough, maybe slight sniffles, but mercifully nothing too severe. The vaccine is protecting me, Claire. Let's put it that way. You know. Yeah, it was very efficient. I was a close contact. Uh, I was sent at the three tests by the HSE. Uh, took my second test on Friday. Came up positive. Very clear positive, by the way. In case people haven't had this, it comes up within a second. The band, you know, in the little window. Uh, got my PCR test Saturday. Got the result yesterday, positive. So now I'm, I'm, I'm stuck in isolation for the next few days, really. OK, and you're feeling OK, which is good news. But just take us through. So when do you believe you were a close contact? Yeah, it was probably about eight days ago, I think. Someone okay. was ident- a close contact identified me, basically, having spent time with me at work, you know, and the, the guidelines as to what constitutes close contact. And then within a day, actually, the, the antigen test began to arrive, you know. And I began every second day you take one, you know. Mm. And day four then, which was Friday, from, from having got the test, I came up positive. That's how it worked. And I had, I'd no, I had no symptoms, really, to be honest. I had maybe slight, slight sniffles uh, on Friday morning. I noticed maybe, you know, nothing major. And in fact, it just shows you how the power of antigen testing in a way, you know. Because it came up very quick and I could stay home, you see, and that's what the testing is all about, really. Yeah, because we know anyone who's used to using them, you have to wait 15 minutes before you get a clear result. You're saying it came up pretty quickly, did it? Well, I was amazed uh, as an immunologist there, but within two seconds, the, the thing moves up the window, as people might know, you know. Yeah. The band appeared immediately, so whether I was a strong positive, maybe, possibly, you know, but it came up very quickly. But yeah, the guideline is to wait, wait the 15 minutes and then see if a band comes up. But certainly within, it, within a few seconds, my band had come up. Oh, is Luke on? Luke, are you still there? I think we've lost uh, Luke. Oh, sorry. There's a little dropout there, Luke, on the line. My next question for you is, have you had your booster shot? Well, that's the irony. I'd had the booster on Thursday, you see. But obviously it takes takes seven days, really, for the booster to really kick in and protect. But that was was an ironic part of the story. So, yes, I've been boosted as well now. So I'll be be quadruply protected, I see myself, having had the booster and an infection. That'll really strengthen my immune system. Well, it'll be interesting to see what how your antibodies perform after having three shots and COVID. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. Do you know what strain you have? No, I, I was at the PCR test centre in the uh, Explorium, actually, and I asked them what, what the test was, and they said, no, for the moment, they're not identifying Omicron. Uh, you got you got an, an extra test and done to check for that. I suspect they'll be measuring Omicron from now on, though, mind you, I would think, you know, given that, as, as we're about to discuss, I imagine it will become the commonest one here. Okay, so you're very good to talk to us while you have um, COVID and I'm glad that you're well enough to do so. Last night, Boris Johnson, people may have heard him saying there's a tidal wave of Omicron coming. Is he right? It's a dramatic word, Claire, isn't it? Tidal wave, yeah. I mean, there's no doubt it's rising really, really fast in the UK. I mean, the doubling time is remarkable. But in London at the moment... They're saying 80% of all cases are Omicron right now, you know. And given that it's so transmissible, like probably three times as transmissible as Delta, it will take over, you know. And so in Ireland, of course, given the amount of travel between our two countries and how transmissible it is, we can expect it to start rising dramatically here as well. Mm-hmm. I certainly think in the next two, three, four weeks, we'll see a big rise in Omicron cases here. And there's a lot of claims being made about it. You know, everyone's watching South Africa saying that if you're hospitalised, you're not in hospital for as long as you were with Delta, that it's milder and so on. What's your own take on it? 
I think it's, it's a case of hope for the best, really, and, and then plan for the worst, that, that classic phrase, in a way. that The best side is the South African data saying it is milder. Now, of course, the problem is that could be younger people. Uh, there was a very high rate of infection there, remember. South Africa was badly hit by COVID, so it's a bit different to us. But that would suggest it could be milder. Now, of course, it may well be more severe in older people and so on. And the other concern, the main concern we have there, to be honest, is the numbers game. If so many get infected, even if a tiny number of them end up in hospital, it will still put pressure on the healthcare system. And that's what the UK are worried about, you see. So, but still, there are signs. What we know about the virus at the moment is that, that one very important part of your immune system, it's called T-cells. We all know about antibodies, don't we? But, but never forget there's a second part of your immune system called T-cells. Uh, the analogy is that like the Air Force, they, they bomb the invader, you know, whereas antibodies like the Crown troops, they seem to be holding up against this. There was a very good uh, paper actually for three days ago showing T-cells still fight Omicron. So it's not as if your immune system is powerless in the face of this, you know. And that gives us, again, grounds that maybe this is going to be a milder version, you see. But the trouble is, inevitably, the, the, the terrible phrase, we still don't know enough about it. But still, there are signs there that give us a little bit of optimism. And does the vaccine activate the T-cells? Yeah, very much so, yes. And in fact, what, what, what's happening is the T-cell is more sort of uh, diverse than what it recognises in the enemy. The antibodies are more restricted. And, of course, the bit the antibodies recognise the changed in the spike, you see, and therefore the antibodies are less able to recognise it. But the T-cells have a much broader thing to recognise, and therefore Omicron has not escaped T-cells, it looks like. Mm-hmm. So our Air Force is intact, if you like. And that gives us grounds. I mean, what T-cells do is they stop severe disease. They don't stop you getting infected. Antibodies are good at limiting infection, but T-cells stop severe disease. So again, we're keeping our fingers crossed that the T-cells will, will basically save us against Omicron is the idea. A listener wants to know, should you get the booster shot after having COVID? That's the advice, still, to be honest. Yeah. The trouble is, you, you never know how strong your infection has been, you see, and it could be a mild infection, say, it's a bit variable, you know, whereas you know a booster or a vaccine is strong in everybody. So the safest thing to do is to take the booster after infection. The uh, UK now are, are saying they're going to boost everybody over the age of 18. Their aim is to get it done a month earlier than originally planned before the end of the year. Sajid Javid has been out doing interviews this morning saying that civil servants will be manning the car parks, taking people's names, giving advice. He says we're throwing everything at this. Is that wise and should we be doing the same here? I think we've certainly got to be over 40s. That, that's a wise thing to do, remember. Uh, and let's, let's start with that and then gradually move down. Clearly, the UK, its main policy is boosting, of course, as we've seen. There. But remember, we've other weapons against this virus too. Public health measures are one, for instance, and wise pronunciation testing is the other. But certainly boosting is, is mission one against Omicron. And, and the good news there, Claire, was... Um, from Israel, again, actually, initially the data came, you get a hundredfold increase in antibodies boosting now. And, of course, that increase in antibody production will help to swamp Omicron, you know, and help prevent it. So I can see why the UK are saying it's all about boosting now. We should move in that direction, I would say. Because they don't want to increase restrictions, it would seem. So they're, throw, right. they're, they're asking the boosters to take the, the heavy lifting. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah. But as I say, remember, we've other weapons against this as well including antigen testing. And in fact, testing becomes even more important there because you want to spot, like myself, spot people who are positive quick now, you see, and get them to stay home and stop spreading it. Never forget we've got other weapon as well. I think a very important message there is we're not powerless in the face of Omicron, remember. 
we've got ways to handle it. We know what to do, and it's the various things that we're doing now. And, and a really good sign, Claire, we, we've got 1.1 million boosted now in Ireland. That's a tremendous number. That means a lot of vulnerable people now will have built up this extra strength against Omicron, remember, which is, which is a great thing to, uh, to remember. But you still want to see the over 40s being boosted as soon as possible. I think so. Yeah, we might as well. I mean, see, the, the worry is coming into Christmas, we'd have an increase in socialisation. I saw this morning there's a prediction you get a 20% increase in social activity around Christmas because we want to meet our, our friends and family. Of course, we do, which, which we should do, by the way. Another message there is people shouldn't be too frightened because we should be able to meet our friends and family at Christmas, you know. But the more boosting we get into the vulnerable groups, and, and even though under 40 are less vulnerable anyway, remember, but over 40s, slight vulnerability, let's get them done as well. And I press for getting them done in the next few days, you see, and that will, that will decrease our fear. Yeah, also with the over 40s, most will be around the five month plus gap at this stage. Uh, some won't be. Are you saying to disregard that and go with as yeah. they're doing in the UK uh, three months? Definitely, yes. And there's very good scientific evidence for that. There was a great paper in The Lancet, which was very eminent medical journal about two weeks ago. Three months is good for boosting. You get a good response after three months, you know. So now we should move to every... Three months should be the rule now. Let's, let's, let's stop this five months time and they would just go for three months for definite I would say just to get it done quickly. Yeah, but see we also have vaccinations approved for children between the ages of 5 and 11. There were hopes that that could start before Christmas as well. Do you think we yeah. should perhaps hold off on that and get the over 40s done? I do the vulnerable children that's extremely important. There's lots of immunocompromised children out there. There's children who have a sibling who's immunocompromised you know they're the ones to do quickly. You see get them done as soon as we can and it's happening. NIAC have approved that as we've seen. I believe this week the vaccine supply there's a separate formulation for children that starts arriving. Get it into the vulnerable children quickly will be my view there and then begin doing the over 40s as well because remember it is a different supply of vaccine there. It isn't as if you're, you're sort of competing one against the other. Mm-hmm. So certainly the vulnerable children get, get those done as soon as we can. There's a bit of a quirky study from the United States where uh, some scientists are saying that the time of day a vaccine is administered can affect the number of antibodies produced. Uh, the afternoon is best, they found. So do you set any stall in that? Should we be looking for afternoon appointments? Well, we've got a great research, Annie Curtis. You may have had her on. So she, she used to work in my lab. This is her area of expertise. So this notion of the immune system differing with time of day We've known that for quite a while, actually. Yeah, and there's a study showing afternoons you get a better antibody response, but that's a work in progress. We're still trying to see what that means. There's no doubt any time of day works with these vaccines, really, you know, because mm-hmm. the antibody response is so strong. I wouldn't be saying just the afternoons for the moment. But in the future, you never know, they might optimise the vaccines even more by giving them at a certain time. Okay, uh, Pauline has been in touch from Portly. She's confused. She's saying, I thought we couldn't get the booster vaccine for five months after having COVID. Professor Luke seems to suggest otherwise and she just wants some advice on that, uh, Luke. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the guidelines said if you've had COVID, you shouldn't be getting the booster, you see, because they say COVID is, you know, giving you a level of protection. I'd certainly be considering giving boosters to everybody, whether you've had COVID or not, just in case that COVID attack was a bit, a bit mild, say, for example. So that they might think about changing that guideline as well. Yeah, the HSE website this morning says if you had COVID since you were vaccinated, you should get your booster dose at least six months after your positive test yeah. result. That, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. but I, I'd still press. I think now is the time to boost as many as possible in that sense, you know. Yeah. And certainly if you're in the right age category and you're eligible, and then it shouldn't matter if you if you had COVID or not. Mm-hmm. You're in a good place, though. You've had your booster and now you have COVID and it's a mild I, I, dose. Yeah, I'm lucky. I'm, like, I'm lucky in a way. So I had the booster. Then the next day I was positive. That's probably a good place to be. Well, we wish you well and I hope that you you stay well, Luke. Look after yourself. Thanks very much for joining us. Thanks, sir. Professor Luke O'Neill there. Let's take a break.